You're listening to the DGD Podcast. Sponsored by La Touraine. Here's your hosts, Robert Reynolds and Juan Daniels. Welcome to this episode of the DGD Podcast. As always, the NCDGD himself, Robert Reynolds. Juan Daniels will be jumping on shortly. And my dog, Patrick Oliver. Today, look, guys, there's not a lot going on right now in the world of Georgia football outside of the Super Bowl last night. Congratulations, Matt Stafford. Long overdue, well-deserved. Leonard Floyd, Sony Michelle. look, congratulations to the Rams. I I love the Super Bowl last night. We claiming that one, too. Look, as Georgia fans, I can say that, too. It's fair enough. Look, it is the year of the dog, guys. Year of the dog. Georgia wins the natty. Stafford finally gets his Super Bowl. First ever Georgia quarterback to win a Super Bowl, by the way. Uh, so keep that in mind uh, as you listen in today's show. Look, today's show is a little bit different, guys. All we're going to be talking about is why we love Georgia football and or college football, right? Um, it doesn't have to pertain just solely to Georgia football, but we can talk about why we love college football. Uh, obviously, happy Valentine's to everybody out there. Uh, happy Valentine's Day, babe. I love you. Um, look, got to, man. It's Valentine's Day. Uh, with that being said, though, the show is brought to you by La Terrain. Use code DGD at checkout. Get 10% off your purchase site-wide. Also, join our Discord today. Peep the link right there. Also, if you want to, become a Patreon subscriber. Link is right there if you're watching. For those listening, you will get those links in the show notes, so keep an eye out for those as well. Patrick, I'm going to let you start off, man. First off, why do you love, what do you love about Georgia football? Well, first of all, what's not to love about Georgia football? I mean, it's, 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 it's in my DNA. Uh, you know, you know, you know this, Juan knows this, and some of the, some of the viewers probably know this from, you know, last time I was on and chat and whatnot, but I've been a North Carolina boy my whole life, but my family has deep Georgia roots. Um, and they stretched down to Athens and, um, you know, ever since I was a little kid, ever since I was old enough to know who Herschel Walker was, it's been dogs all day. Um, and you know, I just, I love the atmosphere. I love the environment that, 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 that the city of Athens has. I love the atmosphere in Sanford stadium on Dooley field and between the hedges and just the, I mean, every time I hear that solo trumpet when they start to battle him, it makes the hair on my arm stand up. It just, it, it just gets me. And to me, there's, there's no better football team in this world. And I don't care if we got zero championships or a hundred of them. I feel the same way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Look, I've obviously been from North Carolina and, you know, like Georgia came in a different way to me. I'm not from Georgia, so I didn't, you know, I don't have the Georgia blood in me, as you would say. Uh, but look, there, there's a team, specific Georgia team, uh, that got me to love Georgia football, and that's the 08 team. And that's also Matt Stafford. That's no Sean Marino. Right? Why I love Georgia football is because it is just entertaining to watch. You look at all the great running backs, right? Like, I, I picture no Sean's leap. I picture Matt, uh, Stafford's Mikey Henderson touchdown. I picture, you know, Stafford to Massaquai, right? Uh, the blackout at all, you know, against Auburn. 
sit there going back to you know Patrick what we talked about uh, what we've talked about long time ago what seems like now uh, on the uh, the pre-show for the Florida game the cocktail party you know Georgia dancing in the end zone like all those moments Todd Gurley's leap uh, no Sean had a several leaps all those things culminate into one love if you want to say for Georgia football right one love for Georgia football but also the tradition. Right. Things like that is why I love Georgia football. Now, Patrick, what makes what I know we're a lot of college football fans. We're a college football podcast. What stands out to you about college football? What What do you love about college football as a whole? To me, it's it's the hunger. It's the hunger because these kids are trying to make the show. They're trying to get to the NFL. They want a Super Bowl ring. They want to go get drafted in the first round. And to do that, you got to step on the proven grounds in the NCAA. And that's what these boys do. Cause to me, a lot of times in the NFL, once the guys get there, yeah, they, you know, a lot of them are hungry the first couple of years, but once they light it up and then they get that giant payday, they kind of slack off. They kind of get lackluster. Like, okay, I'm paid now. I don't need this anymore. I can, I just, I'm going to get paid. I'm going to just play and fill my role and that's it. But these guys in college, you know, they they're they're hungry, and then the rivalries. Okay, yeah. So you look at NFL. You got Cowboys and Redskins, of course, things like that. But there is so much rivalry. There's so much in-state rivalry. There's so much neighboring state rivalry. There's so much cross-country rivalry. There is just rivalry galore in the NCAA, and that brings another special aspect to it that you just don't get with the NFL. You know, looking at it for me, right, I think, to, in my opinion, right, the, the pageantry of college football, you know, to me sticks out. Um, you know, you've I've watched NFL. I've watched a lot of NFL and understand that there's passion with it. But when, when you're doing it for, you know, a school, things like this, you, you know, you look at, you know, you're not going to see a live mascot in the NFL. Right. Just not going to do it. So when you have Ugga on the sidelines, you have Bevo. Uh, what's it? Uh, the Colorado mascot. Uh, I forgot his name. You know, shit like that. Like when you sit there, you watch uh, when you watch when you watch Colorado run the bull out. Right. right. You know, all these different traditions, like, you know, all these intro, like some of these some of the best college introduction, like, you know, these intros, you know, you know, you look at Georgia and you look at Clemson running down Howard, uh, running down the hill. You look mm-hmm. at, you know, look at San- Inner Sandman, Lane mm-hmm. Stadium, uh, you know, whiteouts, all these things like this. You know, there's, in my opinion, more passion than for NFL. Not saying that, you know, and that's just my opinion. I, I definitely think that there's a lot of passion, you know, and, and people take fandom seriously in the NFL. But I just love that, like, you know, just love those things, right? I love seeing, you know, take me home, country, you know, country roads up in right. Morgantown. You love hearing, you know, hearing that. You know, it's just a bunch of different things all across the country that, you know, everybody has their, you know, what makes them unique, right? And that's fun to keep up with. It's, <clears throat> I, look, but rivalries are rivalries. Mm-hmm. I love to hate the Gators. Right. I love yeah. to hate Auburn. And, it, and it's a 24-7 thing almost, really. Right. Like there's not a day goes by that you think you, you hear somebody, you hear a Florida fan, and you're like, oh, fuck what you say. Right? Go, you know, you're not going to hear me. Catch, you're not going to hear me say go Gators. Fuck the Gators. You're not going to hear me. War Eagle. 
Fuck the Auburn. Fuck Auburn, right? That's just the way it is. So the rivalries live outside of game day. And, you know, and, and look, I'm sure NFL rivalries are the same way, right? We know that this is what a rivalry is. But it's just fun to hate the Gators. It's fun to hate Auburn, you know, to hell with Tennessee, right? Oh. Like, it's just fun, right? Oh. And, I, and I love dealing with that right there. But also, you know, when you look at it, I, I love being able to sit there and watch watch guys go in from high school to that next level in college, watch them progress through college and then follow them in the NFL Mm -hmm. and watch them hit the pinnacle of, of football really at that point, right. Went in the Super Bowl, hall of fame, Richard Seymour shout out there. Right. It's fun to keep up with these folks and and all the, and all the Georgia fans and, and, you know, not even sometimes even outside of Georgia. Right. Um, You know, looking at, you know, hear stories, Right, hear these stories uh, while they're in college, different things like that. Like you know, it's it's just a fun culmination of things like that that, that really just makes me love college football. Right, mm-hmm. just all across the country, you have different fan bases, most of which you can sit there and, and you know either shit talk or have a collective discussion. Right, it's fun to deal with. It's it's fun to have a nice discussion. Um, you know, learn more about. Right? I love obviously this show. We bring on folks from other teams. Look, I love understanding as much as I can. So if I can sit there and take, you know, team like Oregon or take, you know, try to understand your opponents, right? That To me, I feel like that's something that I need to do, and I love doing that. Right. So that's why I love college football. But now we're going to transition into specifics. We're going to get a little bit specific here. What – what is your favorite moment in college football history that you've experienced, whether it be watching it in your lifetime? What What was probably your favorite? If you had to choose one moment, what would it be? Well, after after a couple of months ago, that's an easy decision for me. It was ring, third and Ringo. But uh, <laughs> um, prior to that, I would probably say – Watching Todd Gurley run up and down Clemson, probably that would that would probably be my favorite that that I've witnessed in my my, my time. Yeah, I, I feel you there. I think for me, there, there's been so many things right throughout the past that have kind of like all kind of left me awestruck. It's hard to put it in one. It's hard. It's hard to come up with just one. Oh yeah. No, there's no doubt about that. But if, if I'm going to, I'm going Georgia and I'm going no Sean sleep at Arizona state. Okay. Uh, you know, Not I'm... only was that a classic iconic moment, but it also is what led me to be a dog fan, like solidified the deal for me, not being able to sit there and grow up and listen to Larry Munson. I mean, yeah, not sit there and listen to Munson. Right. All these things right there. I, ne- I never got to deal with that. So for me, you know, that kind of helped me solidify my status as what I, as, as a dog fan. So, you know, I, I take that moment as the one that really just like solidify my love for college football, not only college football, but, you know, Georgia specifically, um, right. you know, but also transition it. Look, there was a couple moments and it's not even Georgia related. I'm going to bring in this we're, the next little part part. We're going to sit there and expand out through the entirety of college football. One of my favorite moments and one of my favorite games was the 05 national title with Texas and, and, and uh, USC. USC. I was just thinking about that. The Vince Young show. Yeah. Well, yeah. So you had, I mean, 
to me, you sit there like that's one of the arguably one of the best college games I think anybody's ever seen. Right. Mm-hmm. It's one of those games. It's one of those iconic games, um, especially modern day. Um, you know, you sit there, you watch, you know, if you remember, you watch Vince Young kind of just do these heroics, mm-hmm. uh, score that last minute touchdown and, you know, run through, run through the end zone and run out the camera. And it's just one of those, you know, it's just one of those games that just has so many moments. And then you culminate with the, you know, then you culminate with that, uh, that touchdown run. And outside of that, it's just one of those things that just live in your head, even if you're, you know, a Georgia fan or, you know, whoever team you pull for. It's just one of those things that's ingrained in your head because you were just mesmerized at how good that game was. Yes. Like it was a really, really good game. Um, you know, you're looking at, you know, looking at more recent, you know, look at look at Sony Michelle's run in the in the Rose Bowl. Right. Uh-huh. Walk it off. It's one of the, it's one of those things where, you know, if you're the team that gets dealt with it, right, the loss, it's, it's something you want to forget, right? We, we've we had to deal with tw- second 26. It happens. But for about anybody, obviously outside of Georgia, anybody's probably like, what a comeback and, and what a way to win that game, right? Oh, yeah. Turns out to be one of those kind of games. And that's another thing that I love about it. And, you're, I mean, you're going to get this with NFL. But if we're trying to stick around in, in college here, some of these moments, like, it's just insane. You know, like, um, you know, we're going to talk about, like, TV, right? Like, you talking about experiencing in person is obviously different than what you see on TV. But there's also some interesting things that, that as a fan, you won't experience if you're there in person. Like, if you're there in person, you can experience the dog walk, right? right. But if you're looking at a game that's not Georgia, right, one game that stuck out to me was Clemson and Virginia Tech. It was a primetime game. It was – well, I'll, I'll explain another one too, but this one was at Lane Stadium. You sit there, the, the introduction – or the whole, like, lead up to, you know, the players running on the field, you have VTech walking. You, you see Beamer and the team walking from looks like their practice facility through that tunnel, and, and Fowler is sitting there just talking it up. And then you sit there, and then they start playing inner Sandman. And then that place just goes absolutely fucking bonkers. You're just like the fans are losing their shit. It's just so loud. You know, everybody's jumping. And one of and it's one of those moments where watching it on TV, you're completely awestruck. But I know in the, you know, I can only imagine being in the stands at that moment, right? Like, for me, being a Georgia fan at the time, I'm sitting there watching this. I'm like, wow, that makes me want to be in the fucking stands because that is just electric. Yes. It's absolutely electric. You know, and then that's one of my things, too, with, with Lane Stadium, Virginia Tech. You know, even if they're not that great at football currently, right? They used to be they they, they were ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But even this past year, on a Friday, if you remember this, they opened up at home against North Carolina. They do it's like five, six o'clock in the afternoon, and, and that place is just rocking. Absolutely rocking. You know, it stands back, you know, fans back in the stands again, just absolutely just live and electric. That's one of my I think if we had to choose, that might be one of my favorite entrances, period, is Virginia Tech. Um I so agree. I ask you this: what's your favorite college intro, you know, college entrance or you know festivity prior to what would you choose if, if you had to say anything 
I I don't know. I know I do not like Auburn at all, but I just being the uh, the 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 I guess you'd say the 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 patriot uh, love of country kind of person that I am. I would I would love to go see the eagle fly at Auburn. I would love to see that in person. That I just think that is very majestic. That's very, you know. I mean, I, I know I don't know the full story behind it. You know, I know a lot of people say, okay, well, they're tigers, so why do they say war eagle? And, and there's a story behind that. And the story, I don't have all, I don't remember all the details to it. I don't know, Rob, maybe you do, but that, that to me, that just, that, that just speaks highly of tradition for, for college football. And tradition is everything. Yeah, I mean, and I, like you said, right? I to me personally, I don't really know. I feel like there was something that goes back a long time. And look, as a Georgia fan, I'm going to give you shit because you have two mascots, right? Yeah. That's just what we do, uh, you know. But looking at the, you know, watching the eagle fly, like that's just one of those things where, like, and the way that and honestly, the TV hyping it up too, like following the eagles, like they have them, like a like a magnifying glass on them, and they're just watching mm-hmm. them fly. It's one of those things where, like. Okay, that's fucking cool. The oh, TV, yeah. you know the TV appearance, right? And, and I'm sure that it's interesting as hell to watch in person too. But I can't leave out Colorado. All right, running that big ass fucking buffalo <laughs> on the uh, on the, you know, uh, running across the field. If you've ever watched those Wranglers, like those guys, like holy shit, they take off running full speed, and then they like most of the field they're sitting there like holding them back, trying to like turn them and everything like that. It's insane, man. It, that's one of the things that's, it's, it, you know, that's what makes college football, college football, right? Mm. Live mascots doing these things. It's just, it's just what brings the love for the game, you know, love for the sport of college football. The Texas Longhorn, um, for example. Yeah, with Bevo. I, Fuck Bevo, though. That's Look, a, you don't dare touch, you don't dare come on, the, uh, on and try to attack Ugga, though. Try to get don't up. you dare. Got a little too close there. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, I do want to, you know, one thing that I think is interesting as well. And, you know, one of the things that kind of look back through history, right, a little bit before my time, Miami. I'm going to talk about Miami on this because it was very interesting. The the fire extinguishers where they run through the smoke, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, they started that. And it just turned out to be iconic because now you see everybody doing it, whether it be fire, you know, fire extinguishers or fog machines. Mm-hmm. To some degree, a lot of teams do that. But let's be honest, when you had the U back then, when everybody knew that was the glory days of Miami, mm-hmm. that's intimidating as fuck with Jimmy Johnson running out and all those guys. And, you know, that's just purely intimidating. Yes. You know, but it's one of those things, you know, and, and honestly, well, if we're doing this right here, we'll also let's talk about LSU. I don't know if you're familiar with this, but the visit, if you go to LSU and you go to Tiger Stadium, you have to walk past Mike the Tiger on game day in a cage at your locker or at the visitor's locker room. So basically they set him up in a cage where you have to walk past Mike the Tiger. And it's, it's a live tiger. <laughs> it's one of those things where that, that's setting up, like, you know, you know where you are, right? Yeah. You know where you are. Yeah. Um, but no, it, it, honestly, one of the, you know, the tradition and things like that, you know, let's, let's see here, right? You look at the history, right? You look at these games, deep South Souls rivalry, Right. Um, Michigan, Ohio State, all these rivalry games has been going on for decades upon decades. What's your favorite rivalry, whether it be in, you know, whether it be a Georgia rivalry or just overall in college football, what is your favorite rivalry? Mm, I'm going to go Army-Navy. 
because of, I mean, yes, it's, it's, it's a rivalry, you know, they're, they're all, you know, you know, Rob, you know, you, you having served, you know, the armed forces are the armed forces. We can talk, you know, you guys can talk about each other, but nobody else is going to talk about you, you know, that sort of thing. But when, when, when it's time for that army Navy game, you know, the, just the whole, the, the whole atmosphere for that, you know, the, the, the color guards and the, and the marches and, and just, just, it's just, it's just unreal. And, and it's always, it always seems to be a good game. It always seems to be a good game. Yeah. You know, and to that though, you also have, to, you know, that's one where outside of fans of army and Navy, everybody in college football will get together and watch the game. And we mm-hmm. don't talk about our rivalries for the right. most part. So, exactly. you know, either you pull for army or you pull for Navy or you just don't pull for anybody. You just watch the damn game, but it just means that much, mm-hmm. you know, but then you also look at, you know, Air Force versus Army, Air Force, you know, for the Commander's Chief, right? Uh, the Commander right. in Chief's Trophy, right? So you have Air Force, Army, and Navy too. So, you know, look, Air Force has been strangely pretty good uh, in football, mm-hmm. which is wild to say that. I like it uh, as of Air Force up myself. I like keeping up with them too. Um, but, you know, if I had to choose a favorite rivalry, right? It's, for me, it's easy to say the cocktail party out of recency bias. Um, you sure. can look at Auburn as a deep South Soldiers rivalry. I, look, we hate Auburn. I don't respect Auburn. Like mm-hmm. I'll, you know, I'll talk to fans and things like this, and and talk to and have conversation. But when it comes to football, I don't care about their team, and I don't respect their team. Never will. It's just the, that's just what happens, right? Like just something just irks me about Auburn. Uh, not it, obviously being a Georgia fan, but like even before Georgia, I was kind of like, eh, I don't really care for them. Don't like yeah. them, you know. Um, so. You know, it's easier to say oh, deep South Soldiers rivalry, but if I had to choose, though, give me that's tough. See, I like Oklahoma, Texas. I like the Red River rivalry. All right, I, I do. Um, it's just one of those things where you go to, you know, to go to the cotton. I think it's a Cotton Bowl or whatever. You know, it's not the biggest stadium, but by God, there's been some games. There's been some games. Uh, you know, you look at you know just this past year, uh, Texas has the lead. And then Oklahoma, you know, obviously Rattler, this is where Rattler gets benched, Spencer, uh, and then Caleb Williams comes out, leads them, you know, leads them and, and comes back and wins. What a game, right? What a game. You know, but yeah. you sit there. That, like, was the, that was the game they both ran up ran up the score big time, wasn't it? I believe so. Yeah, it was a high-scoring game, yeah. Right. So, you know, I look at that right there. Obviously, you could look at Michigan-Ohio State, too. Knowing folks that pull for these teams, I understand. Like you can see the hatred in these teams. Period. Right. Oh yeah. The fact that the fact that it goes as far as xing out an M in in your sentences and things like that come rivalry week <laughs> is beautiful. Right. It's yeah. just beautiful. Uh, but if if I'm going to stick with Georgia, I'm going I'm going deep South Soldiers rivalry. Sure. Exactly. I would agree with that. I love the and honestly, it's going to be interesting to see. Look. You can see that's also people say, you know, Georgia, Georgia Tech and fair. And really, you look at, you know, clean old fashioned hate is the history behind it is, you know, it is one that can make it a rivalry. But when you come to own the field production, that's nowhere close. It's, yeah. it's one of those things where I could get away with pushing them off the team or off the schedule. I mean, putting in somebody else and being completely fine with it. Like, give me Clemson. If, if I had my choice, give me Clemson. Take away, take away Georgia Tech. I don't give a shit about them nerds in Atlanta. Give right. me the Tigers. All right, there's been several good games, several good games. Mm-hmm. Um, 
most of the games that we played, at least recently, have been good. 2013, 2014, uh, this past year, right? And we've also got home. Uh, we've also got home and home again coming up. Rec- uh, coming up soon in the next few years. I cannot wait to play Clemson because now Clemson's on a level where they are national threats to the title, right? They're national title contenders. It, it, they're relevant. We're relevant. When you're both relevant at the same time, it typically leads to good games. There's always that chance of a blowout, but not but eight times out of ten, you're going to get a good game. You oh, saw yeah. it. You saw it this past year. Offensively, struggled both teams, but that's just a testament to how defensive minded that game was. Two elite defenses, it's going to kind of go that way. So if you're if you're a fan of the game and you don't care about scoring and all this shit, it was perfect. It was yes. perfect. And it was one of those. It was one of those that you had to sit on the edge of your seat until that clock hit zero because it was just so impactfully close the whole damn sixty minutes. And you know, one mistake and Clemson could have walked it off. Or yeah, well, you look at you look at well, yeah. You so it's kind of similar to a soccer game, a soccer match, right? You sit there. There's not a lot of scoring in it, right? There's not a lot of scoring, but at the end of the day, when you score, it means that much more. So mm-hmm. when Georgia gets that pick six from Chris Smith, yes, I'm I'm sitting here losing my shit. I'm like, oh my <laughs> yeah. god, because yeah. you know how hard those points are to come by. But you know it's three to three. Boom, there you go. But mm-hmm. then you sit there, you know Clemson's driving. They get closer to you know the end zone, throw it in the end zone and break it up. Right past breakups. Oh my, I'm sitting here looking at that. I'm like, oh my god, Breeny played his ass off that drive. I'm mm-hmm. like, let's go. And then you sit there and, you know, stop the points. And it's like, all right, 10-3. And then you watch physical domination assert itself mm-hmm. on that last drop. Oh, yeah. So yeah, so you sit there, that's just another game, another notch in the belt in this rivalry. Because think about it, 2013-2014. Split the, split the games, right? Each one, each home team won. But Todd Gurley did bust, break loose and ran wild, right? Mm-hmm. We know this. Absolutely ran wild. But that's another thing that I want to talk about, too. Outside of another reason why I love college football, outside of the rivalries, but the calls of those voices for your team. Oh, yeah. Munson comes to mind for Georgia. Yes, he does. You know, But you also have Scott Howard. And Scott Howard, while not to the same level yet as Munson, has his own set of vo- uh, iconic calls. Mm-hmm. And thinking about it, you sit there and you look back no further than the 100-yard kickoff from Todd Gurley. Right. You could also say, you know, you also look back to um, the SEC championship game, Swift running it back to Philadelphia, um, you know, sitting at the Rose Bowl game, right? The Rose Bowl was iconic. My man was just wilding out. And then even recently, while sick as a damn dog, making the picks, you know, third and Ringo, right? <laughs> the chip six, as you want to call it. Yep. Sick as a damn dog and still basically just giving it every single thing he had to call that call. And, and it's just one of those things that you it will just ingrain into you. Right. You look at like some of these, you know, announcers that we're used to. Right. When, when you're when you listen to voice, you know, voices right on the radio and things like that, it's a lot different because those are typically more uh, regional based. You know, mm-hmm. I never really got to listen to Munson growing up. So I go back and I, I I embrace it, 
by sitting there going back on YouTube and listening to it. Right. Mm-hmm. That's just what happens. Um, just because I wasn't fortunate to grow up and live in Georgia like that and, and pull for Georgia like that. So I go back, I still accept it. I embrace it and I listen to it and I appreciate it that way. Sure. Scott Howard, you can sit there now, you know, when you're, you know, if you have to watch it outside of the radio, Chris Fowler, Herb Street, right? Great calls, right? Mm-hmm. You love the you love the way they call them, but let's be honest. Every commentator, every every commentary team has their own niche, right? SEC fans love to hate Gary Danielson. They yeah. just love to hate him. Yes, they just do. You know, and, and it's not even Georgia fans. That's that's Bama fans. That's you. All SEC fans seem to hate Gary Danielson. Look, it is what it is, right? It, it is what it is. I'm not mad, you know, but then you listen to Brad Nessler, you know, going back a little bit, Vern Lundquist, right? Loved Papa Vern. Uh, you know, it was just one of those things where, you know, like I remember Vern's call on the uh, the Muhammad uh, Massaqua, right? I heard that one, you know, but then if you go back and listen to Larry Munson's call, it gets you that kind of, you know, it kind of gets you that nostalgia there, you know? Right. So you're sitting there, you, the, these biggest moments, right? The biggest moments, in your school's history, in, in college football history, listening to the calls, right? Everybody has commentary teams, but if you get the right ones in the right time, it lives forever. Just, oh, yeah. It just does. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, that's well, If you had to choose a call, your favorite call, what would you choose for that? Or for what would be your favorite call? I don't honestly know that I have one. Um I know they did the uh, after after the natty was over with, and they they ran the uh, video back of uh, the third and Ringo, and they uh, voiced over it with with Munson's call from back in the day of the sim of the very similar play, and that was pretty damn spectacular. Yeah. So what Patrick's referring to, guys, is it wasn't even a it was it was a uh, automated it was wasn't automated it was a uh, <clears throat> an edited call. Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. They they literally them. took. Uh, and edited clips of Munson uh, against Bama and, and literally made it and voiced it and clipped it to where it was legitimately Munson calling, calling the Ringo. Ringo pick six. And it was just, it was legendary and it gave me chills, even though yeah. it wasn't the, the all, all <laughs> authentic. Yes. It was just, it was just chilling. It was absolutely chilling. Um, if I had to choose though, live, one of my favorites was, um, was in the blackout when Noshawn I remember Noshawn made a nasty cut and it just it ran uh, Auburn defenders into each other on a mm-hmm. touchdown run. Vern I remember Vern just went ballistic on it. He was like, "Wow, what a cut." You know? <laughs> you didn't really hear Vern go like that kind of excited, you know, like he would get excited, but he wouldn't on that level. And that just remembers and that just sticks out to me too. Right. Oh yeah. Um, you know, look, I, I want to get the brigade involved here. Uh, Trip was talking back a little bit earlier about being intense. Uh, yeah, there's, there's been so many intense moments in, in college football. It's, it, it's, it's fun, right? It's fun. But what we're going to do here, guys, we're going to wrap this up and we're going to go to our Q&A. So if you're in the brigade and you're watching, feel free to get your comments. Let us know why you love college football, why you love Georgia football, why you love your team's football, uh, whoever you're pulling for. Just let us know, obviously. Uh, in the comments, but we're going to wrap it up for the podcast portion today, Patrick. So I want to thank you for coming on. It's always a pleasure. Uh, and and kind of giving this discussion, right. And giving these, 
given these examples of why we love college football, right? Refresh us, right? Now that football is completely done, uh, more so on Saturdays until until September, basically. You know, look, we've got a lot of stuff to deal with off the field, but it never hurts to get a refresher on why we love the sport that we're sitting here talking about. So thank you for coming on again. Guys, make sure we're going to pull it back up. Feel free to join our Discord. Become a Patreon subscriber. You get some intel that not anybody else will get. Um, get some different stuff there. Patrick is a Patreon subscriber as well. And look, I want everybody to have a good Monday, the rest of your Monday. Come Friday, we are going to, me and Juan will be talking 2023 names to know. Um, we're going to sit there. Me and him are compiling lists, uh, separate lists, not talking about anything. So it's going to be interesting to see where we are uh, on these on these lists and see how closely similar or different uh, these lists will be. On that note, though, guys, have a great day and go dogs. Thanks for listening to the DGD podcast. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and to the DGD Podcast YouTube channel, where you can watch live Mondays and Fridays at noon Eastern. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at the DGD Podcast. And check out the website at www.dgdpodcast.com. <laughs>